A favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially at Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Is everybody rejuvenated now and re-rested and all that good stuff? You got all your energy back after the big, long week between Christmas and New Year's? I know I did. Of course, we were off yesterday, a day that we normally are on. But now we'll be back to our regular schedule here at the Race Day Las Vegas radio program, Wednesday through Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time. That's our schedule a regular schedule back to it now. We welcome you to this Thursday Race Day Las Vegas show. It's almost Friday, Thursday, almost Friday Race Day show. We come to you live and direct from the 
gaming capital world right here at the South Point Studio Station. That's right, South Point Studios right here at the South Point Hotel Casino, of course, uh, on the Fabulous Strip. We're all kind of recovering from uh, the big, big uh, New Year's Eve uh, celebration and all that, but we're uh, getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up here in Las Vegas, so we really don't have a, a day to rest. It's really, there's big action going on here and uh, big events coming here in Las Vegas every weekend. And so we welcome you to the show today. We come to you, uh, of course, not only live and direct from the South Point Studio, where you go to South Point Studio, you go to YouTube, go to South Point Studio and hit subscribe. It's free. We appreciate it if you do that. We want all our listeners to get out there and get tied on, on that. But we also come to you through the uh, radio station, our radio outlet here at Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM, and then all of our streaming, you know, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. And, of course, if you have an iPhone or your Android, we're covered uh, on that, too. You just go to the uh, your uh, station, uh, your uh, app, I should say. Go to get your app, the KSHP app. That's uh, you can get on your uh, phone. And uh, put it on there, and you can listen to us on your iPhone or your Android, and, of course, anywhere you get podcasting. Simply put, however, wherever, whenever. Welcome to the Race Day Show for this Thursday. Now that we're into the year 2024, and uh, we're here on already the fourth day of this uh, first month, this fresh month of 2024, it is time, I guess, to take a look at uh, what uh, the finals of last year. For example, leading jockey, leading trainer, etc. Well, all I can tell you is this, that the uh, leading jockey, Irad Ortiz Jr., again, after setting the earnings record last year, he set another earnings record this year, or I should say last year. I'm still getting used to putting 24 on my checks now. But uh, in 2023, his horses earned $39,192,585, eclipsing the previous mark by over almost $2 million that he set in 2022. He led all jockeys and wins with 366 for the seventh consecutive year and also had the most seconds at 269 and thirds at 248. So this guy was all over the place doing his thing uh, throughout the year from day one to day 31 in December. Uh, Irad Ortiz Jr., the top jockey. Now, as far as uh, some of the other categories, uh, in as far as the top uh, earning horse last year, of course, it was the Breeders' Cup Classic winner, White Abario. He had just three wins out of five starts, but banked three million eight hundred eighty-three thousand and eighty-eight hundred dollars. His uh, win percentage was sixty percent. The Kentucky Derby winner, Mage, had seven starts with two wins. One of the most important, of course, the most important was the Kentucky Derby with two seconds as well, banking over two. $0.5 million, finishing third in the earnings list, was up to the mark. That winner, uh, he had uh, five wins out of seven starts. It was a very good uh, turf horse, up to the mark. And then Idiomatic, Augustine Rodine, the Irish bred that won the uh, Breeders' Cup turf, Art Collector, Proxy, Cody's Wish, and Archangelo and Pretty Mischievous round out the top ten as far as the horses are concerned. And as far as the trainers are concerned, well, Brad Cox led the trainers. He had uh, 264 winners out of 953 starts. That's a win percentage of 28, and he was in the money 60% of the time with his horses. He banked over 
$700,000. Steve Asmussen was second with uh, wins of 375. Now, he had more wins than Cox, but his earnings were his last. He earned $27,163,000 and change. Todd Pletcher finished third, and uh, Chad Brown was fourth. Bill Mott was fifth, and what a year Bill Mott had. Uh, Michael Maker was seventh. Uh, Mark Cassie was sixth. Michael Maker was seventh. Bob Baffert finished eighth in the overall standings. Brendan Walsh was ninth, and Jamie Ness finished tenth as far as the trainers. And following the uh, Ired Ortiz Jr.'s big record breaker, Tyler Gaffleone was second on the list, Flavian Pratt third, Luis Saez fourth, Jose Ortiz, his brother, Irads, finished uh, fifth in the earnings title. Joel Rosario, Javier Castellano, Laurent Garot, Manny Franco, and John R. Velasquez rounded out the top ten. This all from last year. And uh, the deadline for voting for the Eclipse Award for the uh, very fortunate people that uh, can cast a vote for the Eclipse Awards, which is the Academy Awards of Horse Racing, ends today. I put in my ballot yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit about those Eclipse Awards with uh, our handicappers today as well. As far as the weather, well, I can tell you it's cold here, and it's going to get colder. The forecast for the rest of the week here in, in Las Vegas, we're going to get uh, in, in, in areas uh, surrounding Las Vegas and Las Vegas proper, we might get uh, to the freezing mark overnight. And then in the daytimes, we're not going to get past the uh, mid-50s for the daytimes. But we had some rain that went through here yesterday and, um, and the night before. But that rain all cleared out, and uh, it's going to be clear and cold, just clear and cold here in Las Vegas for the week. And as far as uh, across the nation, for today, anyhow, uh, all that rain and everything is now moved over New Mexico. We've got another storm uh, brewing with a lot of rain in the great northwest, Oregon and Washington. And, of course, the east coast is bracing for possible snow by the end of the week. Right now, uh, it just uh, looks kind of uh, a lot of rain and possible snow, even now, across uh, the northeast. So we'll wait and see about that. That could affect some of the racing conditions on the east coast. Today, we have with us uh, Jonathan Hardoon, of course. John Lendl will be checking in as well as Jerry Jackwitz. Rich Ang has the day off, but uh, he did a yeoman's job for us during the football uh, season. we got one more week left in the NFL and, of course, the championship game for the National Football Championship in college, which will feature uh, Michigan and Washington. That will happen on Monday. So we got a lot to do. Might as well get start doing it right away. Looking ahead to this weekend, as far as stakes races are concerned, Aqueduct will help host two stakes races. Fairgrounds will have three. Gulfstream will have three on Saturday. And uh, uh, Oakland Park, Santa Anita, and Turfway Park all come in with a feature race on Saturday as well. Sunday, just a couple of stakes races there. Gulfstream will have one, and so will Santa Anita. The coast-to-coast pick five between Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park returns on Saturday. These are five races covering both racetracks. Their sequence will look like this on Saturday. The first in the coast-to-coast pick five will be the ninth race at Gulfstream, then the tenth race at Gulfstream, followed by the fifth race at Santa Anita, and then back to Gulfstream for their eleventh race. And the final race in the coast-to-coast pick five will be the seventh race at Santa Anita. We'll, of course, uh, update you as we get to uh, Saturday as well. Coast-to-coast pick five coming back between Gulfstream and Santa Anita on Saturday. But the post time for that particular that particular uh, bet at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. 
Coming up this week, as far as the now-turned-three-year-olds in the spotlight, the glamour group, we got the San Vicente over at uh, San Anita. And so, without any further ado, I think we ought to get started on this race day show. Uh, we will be back with uh, Jonathan Hardoon and your racing menu. Looking ahead, it looks like a pretty good weather. We'll wait and see about Aqueduct, though, but uh, Jonathan will tell us about that. And, of course, uh, he'll give us a pick or two for sure on that. Don't go away. Go to South Point Studio at YouTube and subscribe. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, a few other things to talk about now. The San Vicente, of course, I was telling you that uh, that is one of the races for the three-year-olds. But there is a race for three-year-olds coming up that uh, has uh, leaderboard points uh, for the Kentucky Derby. That's the Jerome. That'll happen on Saturday out at uh, Aqueduct. It it holds uh, 10 points for the leaderboard in the Kentucky Derby race on the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. The Jerome on Saturday. And, of course, also on Saturday, not holding any Kentucky Derby points, but a race uh, that a three-year-old in this particular race, if he runs big, could get into the Kentucky Derby pitcher, and that's the San Vicente. It's at seven furlongs at San Anita, and there is a field uh, of six in that. Uh, from the rail out, Moonlit Sonata. Then you have Slider. Muth, the uh, Bob Baffert uh, runner, uh, son of good magic. Muth is, uh, will uh, leave from post three. Pilot Commander, Formidable Man, and Voltage round out the six in the San Vicente. And they did invite horses now for the Pegasus World Cup coming up at the end of the month at, uh, at Gulfstream Park. The invi- in- invitation list looks like this. First Mission, Brad Cox, trainee, second in the Clark. Grand Aspen, Todd Pletcher, cra- uh, trainee, second in the Harlan's Holiday recently. Hoist the Gold with uh, trained by Dallas Stewart, was the winner of the Cigar Mile, as you remember. Il Miracolo, uh, Antonio Seno's horse, third in the Clark. National Treasure, Bob Baffert's uh, runner, was second in the Breeders' Cup Mile. Then you have New Grange uh, for Phil D'Amato, uh, first uh, just won the San Antonio uh, op- opening week at San Anita. O'Connor, a winner of the Harlan's Holiday for Safi Joseph, Jr., then you have Brad Cox with another one in there, Saudi Crown. Saudi Crown finished 10th in the Breeders' Cup Classic, but you could throw that out. He's a lot more talented than that. 
Senor Buscador, Todd Fincher's trainee, who was second in the Sakara Mile. Skippy Longstocking, uh, Safi Joan Joseph Jr.'s horse that finished third in the Breeders' Cup Mile. Uh, Substancedor, uh, John Sadler trainee, this uh, highly rated uh, uh, Argentinian horse, uh, finished fourth in the San Antonio in his American debut. And Trademark, uh, Vicky Oliver trainee, Trademark the winner of the Clark. And those are the invitees for the Pegasus World Cup. Of course, there's a lot of reserve invitees as well. And, uh, of course, the Pegasus World Cup turf was also, uh, the invite, invitation list was also out for that. We'll get to that uh, maybe tomorrow on our tomorrow show. But we got to get to the menu of racetracks available right now in the racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Um, and don't forget, the first post time to be broadcast on this menu each and every racing day are that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas, or you might be going to the race book here at the South Point, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books here in Las Vegas. We are in the Pacific time zone. If you're listening anywhere else, through all the different platforms that we have, and you're in another time zone, adjust to the t- uh, Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything, of course, like I miss Mom and Dad. So here we go. Here's the menu for today. We begin with Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has a pick six jackpot carryover of $56,143. Nine races today, Gulfstream. First post time is at 9.10. Mahoning Valley Racecourse. They've got a pick six jackpot carryover of $2,599. They have eight races, and their first post time is at 9.45. Aqueduct, the big A in New York. Well, let's see what they got there. It's mostly cloudy. The track will be fast. Uh, temperature right around 41 degrees at post time. That at Aqueduct today. And their first post time at Aqueduct for eight races is set at 9.50. 9.50 first post at Aqueduct today. The fairgrounds in New Orleans. Uh, they've got 10 races today. Some full fields there as well. First post time at the fairgrounds is at uh, 10.45. 10.45 at the fairgrounds today. Following that comes Turfway Park. Turfway Park has nine races. Still full fields there. They're doing well at Turfway. First post time is 2.55 at Turfway. And uh, they've got a carryover in their pick six jackpot of $18,230. First post time Turfway Park for nine races is set at uh, 255. 2.55 there. Delta Downs, they've got eight races. First post time 3.05 at Delta. And then uh, we wrap it up with Charlestown. Charlestown races. First post time there is set at 4 p.m. for eight races, and their carryover in their pick six jackpot, $1,695. That's your menu of racetracks available today around the country and certainly here at the South Point in our race book for sure. Let's bring in Jonathan Hardoon. What do you say? Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm uh, I'm. Re, uh, kind of rejuvenated now, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a little energy back after that long run that we had between uh, the Christmas holiday and New Year's. It was a lot of fun. Uh, tremendous uh, sporting activities all over the place. The town was packed, and now we're getting ready for the Super Bowl here. Yeah, those college playoff games were pretty good, uh, yeah. <laughs> both of them on Monday. And uh, those two days off, the last two days certainly helped. You're right. We needed a refresher, and we got it, and uh, we're going to come back strong today. Uh, Now, Brad Cox had that uh, catching freedom that won the Smarty Jones, which was a point-getter for the Kentucky Derby on Monday out at Oaklawn Park, and uh, it seems like he's getting ready to 
make plans for a lot of his three-year-olds so they don't kind of run against each other in all these prep races around the country uh, between Santa Anita, Fairgrounds, Oak Lawn, New York, and, and uh, Gulfstream, I would say. Yeah, well, he's got a job just positioning himself where they don't run on top of each other and they don't cost each other points. On Saturday, he has a horse in the Jerome that's yeah. worth points, a drum roll, please, <laughs> who will be 6-5 and deservedly so. He's certainly the horse to beat. It's a short field, and he's breaking from the rail. He looks tough, and uh, that you know that's the next one he has coming up, and uh, I would assume he's going to get the points. Well, here we go. We got a, a pick on Saturday already from Jonathan Nardoon. <laughs> connection to the horse, so I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we we like that connection to the horse too. There's no doubt about that, uh, Jonathan. Eclipse Awards coming up. I already cast my ballot, and I know that uh, I've seen some ballots out there from other uh, of the gentlemen who uh, and ladies who are uh, fortunate enough to have a, a vote in this thing. Of course, three organizations, the Racing Forum, the uh, broadcasters and writers, and, of course, uh, uh, folks at uh, NTRA uh, voting uh, panels. But um, who do you think should get Horse of the Year? Well, I know who's going to get it. It's going to be Cody's Wish. I don't know. You know, it's a a great story and everything else. But if you're looking at technical, you know, if you want to be technical about it, He's only the 17th highest money earner of the year. So a lot of times, you know, they pick the horse that earned the most money. But uh, this is a different case. This was a feel-good story. You know, it's not always stats that count. And uh, he did a lot for the game. And uh, he brought people to the game. And he became a fan favorite. And uh, it's a terrific story like we we spoke about. And uh, I think he's going to get horse of the year. I would imagine with your your phrase there in your comments that you probably think White Barrio should get it. Well, I don't know if White Barrio should get it. White Barrio will probably get all the horse of the year. He, he only really won two big races. He won uh, in Saratoga and then he won the classic, you know, so that's got to count for something, but his entire body of work, it really wasn't that much, Ralph. He won a couple of races at the right time. So I don't know if he deserves horse of the year, but he'll probably get all the horse of the year. So, uh, well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you looked over my shoulder when I was voting, but you're pretty much on the mark of what I did. I could tell you this, that yes, I, I, uh, instead of looking at just the earnings, because some, some races, I mean, come on, the Saudi cup's going to be $20 million. You just yeah, win, exactly. right? You, you know what I'm talking about? So, uh, money isn't the, uh, I think the, uh, the top barometer for it, it helps, but I looked at uh, the entire body of work for the entire year. Also, how many grade one participations and grade one wins that these horses have had. And certainly the X factor was the story, the side story that was great with Cody's Wish. So I did make, I, I voted for him as horse of the year. I had Wilder Barrio second, and I had the uh, Belmont winner, Archangelo, who also won the Travers as my uh, third selection in that category. Well, Archangelo probably should win three-year-old of the year because, you know, he won, uh, he also, not a big body of work, but he won some really important races, you know, and, uh, but the interesting one to me, Ralph, was jockey of the year because, listen, off of the stats, obviously, Irod should win it. I think he won 15 grade ones, which is like unbelievable, but Javier Castellano really had a terrific year. I mean, he won some big races at the right time. He won two-thirds of the Triple Crown. 
Um, and I think that he certainly deserves some recognition for the terrific year he had. Well, that's absolutely correct. But I did uh, vote for Irad because of his, again, body of work across the nation. He went all over and did everything. Javier Castellano was, I think, uh, he's a great writer. And I think uh, his agent deserves a lot for placing him on these horses. I mean, look at what he did through the Triple Crown. He makes the, His agent made the right selection with Mage, and they won the Kentucky Derby. And then he jumps off of Mage after he finishes uh, off, well, not off the board, but didn't win the Preakness, so they weren't going for a Triple Crown. And then he picks up Archangelo, who wins the Belmont, sticks with Archangelo for the Travers. So his agent had a lot to do with it, I think. And, and, uh, and uh, Javier, of course, complied by giving great rides on these horses, and he's been, he's been riding exceptionally well. Uh, but I had to give it to Ired because he was all over the place the winning. Numbers uh, yeah. over, the numbers are overwhelming. I mean, you win 15 grade ones and you win $39 million or whatever it was in purses, you know. So obviously, if you're looking strictly at stats, yeah. no one could come close to him. But he also gets to ride a lot of horse. I, I bet you had a lot more mounts than Castellano had, and he oh. certainly had a lot more of them in graded stakes. But again, it's a matter of opinion, and uh, if you're looking strictly at numbers, you certainly voted for the right guy. <clears throat> I can tell you that I think Tyler Gaffleon should should get a high recognition as well. This kid really broke out, I think, the, last year overall. And Flavian Pratt, what can you do with this guy? I mean, he's he's just he he rides, uh, he just shows up at racetracks that he feels he wants to ride at. And he's on the leaderboard in the in the jockey standings. It's amazing. This guy goes from Santa Anita. Well, let's try Keeneland. He goes to Keeneland. Let's try, you know, another place. And he winds up, he's just a talented, good rider. He's a great rider, and uh, he takes his talent on the road. Wherever he decides to ride, he's going to show how good he really is. And he did that again this year. You know, that's the tough thing of voting for one guy in a category where you have, you know, a handful of jockeys that are really interchangeable. There's no difference if Irad's riding a sure. horse or Pratt, sure. you know, or even Tyler Gaffleone, like you said. So it's just a matter of really landing on the right thing. And it's a hard thing to do to give out one award when you have all these great riders involved. But if you go strictly by the numbers, and that's, I guess, what you have to do. And, uh, you know, Irad's going to win it. Female sprinter. What do you think? Uh, maybe good night, Olive. Well, I voted for Echo Zulu only because she, only her all all three of her uh, starts were just absolutely jaw dropping. I mean, she just destroyed her fields. And I can say this: that we all know what happened with her. If she'd have, you know kept racing, I think she would have continued to do what she did in her three uh, last year. Good night, Olive. I uh, had as my second choice, and Maple Leaf Mel, another horse who is coming really with awesome wins. And and found the same ending at Saratoga as uh, Echo Zoo. She didn't lose until she was forced, you know, until yeah, a, yeah. a catastrophe happened, really. Right. So we'll never know how good she really could have been. But at that point in her career, she never did anything wrong. Every race she ran and she won. So that's got to count for something. Yeah, it sure does. Okay, I know what you think, and you probably know what I think when it comes to comes to trainers because as far as statistics are concerned you got steve asmussen you got uh, brad cox you've got uh chad brown you can even throw in todd pletcher these guys and you left the guy out that i uh, like best. exactly i was just going to say that 
But in the end, uh, this is where you sit there and you say body of work and all that stuff there. Go ahead. I like Bill Mutt. I just think that he had a terrific year. Listen, you have guys obviously like Cox that are certainly well-deserved. Uh, Pletcher, even Baffert. I mean, you have Chad Brown. You have guys that, that just continue to do great work year in and year out. Bill Mutt never really gets the credit, though, that he deserves. And uh, I think he's a terrific trainer. I think he had an unbelievable year between Cody's wish and uh, the other. So he had another terrific sprinter. I can't think of the name right. Elite Power. Elite Power, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had some terrific. He had Casa Creed on the grass. He just had, you know, some really terrific performances by horses. And uh, he never gets the credit that he deserves. And I think this year... They will get it right and give him the award. And he had a fantastic Saratoga meeting, too. He really He's did. He's had a fantastic year, Ralph. Yeah. He really has. Yeah. Going back to last Gulfstream, he just was winning at a high percentage, and he gets horses. He does the right thing by them. And he, he kind of flies under the radar for a guy that has such a great barn. You know, he's not a loud man. He's not uh, – he doesn't have uh, – uh, he's – his personality is kind of quiet, I would uh, you know say, and uh, he's not loud like other trainers or whatever. But I think he deserves it, and, and I hope he wins it. Well, I voted for Bill Mott as my top pick. Uh, I did vote for Bill Mott for all the reasons that we just talked about. I had Brad Cox in the two-hole, and uh, Steve Asmussen had a big year again in the three-hole. So we'll wait and see if, um, if Bill Mott can pull it out and get that uh, Eclipse Award that he's so deserves i mean he really does deserve that uh i'll go through a couple of more uh and then we'll uh, wrap it up but uh turf of philly or mayor um <laughs> that's a tough one how about moish did you like moish at all i put moish in third i uh, took in spiral as as the top pick because of her victory uh when it went the, the, big, the big one yeah right. okay it makes sense what about male turf horse? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Which one? Who did you pick, Ralph? Well, I voted for uh, now August Roden, who won the Breeders' Cup uh, turf. I put in the second spot because again, I went for body of work throughout the year, and that had to go to up to the mark. Oh yeah, you're right. That uh, up to the mark, people are making a case for that horse to be horse, horse of, of the year. year, right? I know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he, you're right. Uh, that that one I missed, but you're right about it. He was unbelievable. He really was. And um, he showed up every time, Ralph. He never ran a bad race. No, no, no question about that. That's for sure. And uh, a lot of these things, you know, uh, I take uh, the vote. Uh, you know, I, I put a lot of weight in the vote. I take it very seriously. And I know most of the voters uh, take it seriously. And there are uh, personal criterias for each voter like you say, you can just go to the statistics and just, uh, you know, uh, take the votes off of the statistics, and that helps. I know that. Grade one wins, I think, are important, or grade one participation for horses. And, uh, you know, then the, the X factor, like with uh, Bill Mott, I really thought he deserved it this year. So we'll wait and see. The Eclipse Awards, of course, a little bit later on. Uh, I think uh, the later on this month or early February. I'm not sure what exact date it is. I think it's January 25th is 25th? the night that. Oh, that's I right. So. Is it before the uh, this big weekend for the Pegasus World Cup, right, down in uh, Florida. You're correct. Uh, that'll be that yeah. weekend there. But the uh, voting has to be uh, ending, I think it's by 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time today for that. You have hey. to put other... 
You have to put other things into it besides just the stats, Ralph. Otherwise, there's no point in voting. They yeah. can just feed the stats into a computer, and they'll give you. But, but there's another side to it besides, you know, just the numbers. Yeah. I think. Let's not get into computer feeding on today's show. <laughs> hey, we got uh, two racetracks that you have sheets on. Actually, you got the three sheets that I believe, but uh, two racetracks. You got Aqueduct and Gulfstream, right? Yeah, who's the third? Did I miss something? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? You sent me a sheet for Tampa Bay yesterday. That's right. Yeah. You had three sheets in the last and No. If we could bet it today, uh, I, we, we'd be a, a Twilight Zone episode. We'd be off the air in yeah. five minutes. <laughs> we'll be a Twilight Zone episode for that one. Okay, you got two sheets, Aqueduct and Gulfstream. Let's get some winners here. Okay, let's look at Aqueduct seventh race today. It's six furlongs on the main track. And I like the number two horse in here, Cousin Christie. This is a five-year-old mare from the James Bond barn. Louis Rivera bought to ride. She's listed at four to one on the morning line. She's coming off of a freshening. She's an improving horse who's getting better with each start. She only has six career starts, but she's, again, on the improve. She's listed at four to one on the morning line. I like number two, Cousin Christie, to win today's seventh race out at Aqueduct. Seventh race at the Big A, number two, Cousin Christie, the two in the seventh race. John Lindo's pick for us at Aqueduct. Uh, what about Gulfstream? John, John Lindo's coming on later. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say John, <laughs> Jonathan? Well, you know what? Here's the deal. Uh, John Lindo concurs with you. How about that? Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> he just gave me the high sign. He said he concurs <laughs> with you. So uh, you and John both like that horse. <laughs> in any case, right. Gulfstream Park. Uh, let's look at race number six. And the number seven horse in here, War Officer, a four-year-old called from the Todd Pletcher barn, Jose Ortiz aboard to ride. This horse has four starts, switches to synthetic today for the first time. By the way, I think they have five synthetic races, so I'm up against it there. But War Front horses have run extremely well when trying synthetic. Seven and two on the morning line, Jose Ortiz for Todd Pletcher, number seven, War Officer wins today's sixth race at a Gulfstream Park. All right, sixth race at Gulfstream. Number seven, War Officer is Jerry J's pick for today. <laughs> I, I got you that time, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I, I would. He probably concurs with you too. In the sixth race, number seven, War Officer, of course, is Jonathan Dardoon. Jonathan Dardoon's played the seven in the sixth race at Gulfstream. All right, Jonathan, uh, I guess I need a little bit more rest than uh, the, just the two days off. But in any case, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy the day. How about you know, the yeah. weather up where you're getting it? What are the weather predictions there? It's it's trouble coming, Ralph. Uh, yeah. They haven't had a snowstorm like this, they're saying, in two years. So hopefully, maybe we'll be rain. Who knows? But it uh, doesn't look good at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll uh, deal with it then. That's for sure. But thanks a lot, Jonathan, for your uh, thoughts and opinions and your handicapping. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. Don't forget, you can get his uh, Gulfstream and Aqueduct sheets at his website. All right. We're going to come back with John Lindo, who's standing by. And we'll uh, have a thought about uh, what's going on down in Southern California, as well as uh, John's thoughts about the Eclipse Awards as well. So don't go away. We'll be right back on this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas show. 
tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas for this Thursday Race Day show. And now we're going to go out to Southern California where our man John Lindo is standing by. But, John, this better be the last day this week that we see you in Southern California. <laughs> hey, good morning, Ralph. I'm headed out to uh, Las Vegas this afternoon. So I'll join you in studio tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that and play some races this weekend at the South Point. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's always a fun weekend. Uh, now, we hope to have you for not only tomorrow, but maybe throughout the uh, weekend, whenever you can, before you uh, head on south. You stop by in the studio, and we'll have a lot of fun, that's for sure. It's always nice to have our handicappers, when they're here in Vegas, here in studio with us, that's for sure. And we'll be waiting for you tomorrow. Uh, Eclipse Awards, we were talking about that uh, earlier with uh, Jonathan Hardoon. I voted for Cody's Wish for Horse of the Year over White Barrio and Archangelo. Uh, your thoughts about the horses? Well, I think Cody's wish is a slam dunk just because of the human interest stories surrounding him. I thought the best horse I saw all year from, from January to December was Elite Power. Uh, I, I don't see sprinters winning horse of the year very often, but uh, he would get my vote. Uh, I thought he was just fantastic and so powerful winning the Breeders' Cup Sprint. And uh, you guys had talked about uh, trainer Bill Mott, and uh, he's the one I want to see get the Eclipse of more, th more than any horse or anything this year because I think he did the best job January to December, three Breeders' Cup wins, and uh, you know to get two horses to repeat in Breeders' Cups, uh, that's really hard to do, Cody's Wish and Elite Power. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, I did vote for him for both trainer and, of course, Elite Power for uh, male sprinter. There's no doubt about that. You know, the thing that we didn't, I didn't talk about with Jonathan was, you know, the uh, two-year-olds, which are now three-year-olds, which are, you know, in the glamour 
spotlight uh, through the first Saturday in May for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, obviously, I had to uh, vote for Fierceness, uh, winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, not only because he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but he bounced back from a terrible race before that, and he bounced back with authority. This was not a lucky win. This was a solid win by this horse, showing his potential, I guess, to grow up and be a three-year-old. So I used him as my top pick for two-year-old male. Muth, which is going to go uh, this weekend in the San Vicente, I thought he did enough work uh, to be a runner-up. And, of course, uh, Big Evs, which was a horse that I thought had a lot of potential uh, for the future as well as two-year-olds. How do you see it? Yeah, I think fierceness is clear-cut. He was dominant in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and uh, it, it helped explain why he ran so bad in the Champagne after winning his, his maiden race like he was one of the top two-year-olds in the nation. So he val- he validated that on Breeders' Cup Day. We'll have to follow him, and we get to watch the whole uh, Micropoli Todd Pletcher uh, saga. <laughs> Same thing happened with Forte the year before. Yeah. I hope they have a little smoother three-year-old year this year with with uh, fierceness. But following that odyssey throughout this year is going to be a lot of fun, that's for sure. <laughs> One way or the other is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we did. I didn't also uh, uh, mention the older dirt female. Uh, which, of course, was is kind of an open uh, affair because I don't think any really dirt female really overpowered that division. But I went for the winner of the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, Distaff in uh, Idiomatic. Yeah, she. You know, I don't think she won pretty, but she won often, and that's the whole key. She got better as the year went along. And she was the best older Philly on the dirt. Uh, I, I would put her right above Goodnight Olive and Echo Zulu. I, I think it was idiomatic going two turns, and those other two Phillies sprinting were very, very good. So they were the top three on dirt for me this year. Yeah, no question about that. And as far as the three-year-old Philly, uh, you had I had to take uh, Pretty Mischievous uh, because uh, of her win in the Kentucky Oaks. And she was just solid all year. Body of work, pretty mistress, was very, very good. She was a tired filly by the Breeders' Cup, but she had done her work through the year. Uh, she, I, I don't think there's a question. She deserves the Eclipse Award. Not even a question. I, I thought that as well. And, of course, uh, you know, when you get into steeplechase horses, uh, the Grand National means so much as far as steeplechase is concerned, et cetera. But uh, I had to go for Irad for Jock of the Year only because of, uh, like, again, his body of work. The guy was all over the place. He was really, you know, I, I, I have a problem with some of the hurting tactics that he uses, uh, and, and uh, it bothers me, but he is so good. And, uh, you know, $39 million in earnings set a new record for jockeys. I don't know how you vote against him. Uh, like uh, Jonathan said, you have to give a lot of credit to Javier Castellano. He resurrected his career. Two years ago, he was just about dead in the water. And uh, he has really come back and, and to win the Derby with Mage and win a number of big races throughout the year. Uh, he should at least be a, a, a finalist, which the finalists will be announced on Saturday. So I'm hoping at least Javier makes the final three. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. And he, he had a, a, like I said, his agent really deserves a, somehow an Eclipse Award as well for what how he positioned his jockey, which, his talented jockey on uh, key horses at key times of the year. And won uh, key races, that's for sure. Trainer? Uh, I guess Bill Mott, to me, yeah. uh, no doubt in my mind. He absolutely, if he doesn't win, I'm not going to be happy with the whole system. Me neither. Uh, and I got to tell you that I know, uh, you know, there are bigger stats, earning stats, winning stats, et cetera, around the country with uh, the, the volume of winners, et cetera, that he 
doesn't uh, possess with uh, some of the ones that have won the you know Eclipse Awards several in the in the past the Pletchers the Asmussens the uh, Cox etc. He and Bob Baffert, but uh, wow, his uh, he really had a great year. Yeah, you know, on, on that topic, I don't think any trainer did more with what they had yeah. than Bill Mott. Yeah, no question about that. Hey, John, what's going on in Southern California this week? I see we get the Coast to Coast Pick 5 back, and uh, hopefully uh, the weather will be nice in Southern California this weekend. I got to tell you that with all the caution that they had with the rain that came through there, uh, you know, last weekend, et cetera, uh, that track and the turf course really did well, held up well. Well, we, we didn't get that much rain, so it wasn't a surprise that the courses were in good shape. It's just those protocols we have to go through, yeah. and we're doing it again, Ralph. We got a little sprinkle Wednesday morning, so the track was closed yesterday. Because the track was closed yesterday, only joggers today. So that's two more days where the horses based at Santa Anita couldn't get any works in. Uh, the weather should be good all weekend. But, you know, these stop and starts, I feel so bad for these horsemen, and it really needs to change. We're going to protocol ourselves to death out here if we're not careful, and we've made that very clear. Well, I can tell you one thing right now, John. If these horses uh, don't continue on a steady work pattern, a steady gallop pattern in exercising, when they get to put them in races and enter them in races, not being fit enough can be just as a deterrent to injuring a horse than actually any type of track condition they're trying to protocols against. 100%, Ralph. That's when you get horses who tie up yeah. after the race yeah. and all those little things that people don't realize how you get them to the races is more important than the race itself. You've got to get them to where they can run their best. Yeah. And the stop and starts really put the horseman behind the eight ball. San Vicente is going to look like a pretty good race. I guess it goes through Bob Baffert. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. yeah, six horses in the San Vicente, two by, trained by Bob Baffert. I think Muth will probably be two to five in there. He cuts back to seven furlongs uh-huh. out of the two route races, and I, I think that distance is really good for him. There's a little speed in there. He'll be a huge favorite in there, and it would be a major upset if he gets beat. Well, John, I can't wait to see you in studio, of course, uh, uh, tomorrow and have a safe trip up, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow and start gearing it up for uh, San Anita this weekend. Yeah, and uh, for the Linda Report Saturday, Ralph, we will include that coast-to-coast pick five. It's a good sequence between the Golden Gate and Santa Anita races. All right, that's a great deal. And, of course, the Linda Report available right here at the South Point, free of charge, every racing day in Southern California and then some. Thanks a lot, John. Be safe. All right, Ralph. See you tomorrow. All right, we're going to be right back. And when we come back after this short, short break, we're going to have uh, Jerry Jackowitz standing by. I know who Jerry Jackowitz would like to see Horse of the Year. We'll wait and see. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, putting a capper on today's almost Friday, Thursday race day show. I uh, want to bring in uh, Jerry Jackowitz from his uh, office. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Well, um, we were ta- we've been talking about the Eclipse Awards and all that, and the, the voting oh. will uh, cut off today, and I already got my ballot in. And uh, who do you think should be Horse of the Year? Jeez, uh... Boy, it's something like I give no thought to. <laughs> I hate to say it. I know that, you know, that fans love to talk about this stuff. Um, um, probably the the two-year-old who, uh, what, what was his name? I keep forgetting his name. Who won well, now the, the uh, British the, Cup. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, he's, probably, he's probably not eligible, but he's, he was the best. Right. The, two, the two-year-old was uh, Fierceness. Fierceness, right. Yeah. But, I don't know why I have trouble with him. Well, he uh, now he uh, he will get the the uh, two year old uh, Eclipse Award. For right, but yeah. to me, he's the horse of the year. Also, I mean, for really, you know, if you did a one race, if you did it on a one race thing, I mean, otherwise, uh, what about the body of work of Cody's Wish and White Abario winning the Breeders' Cup Classic? Yeah, I think I think Cody's Wish is a really nice horse. He's a tremendous sprinter, uh, you know. But I, I, you know, he didn't run. So he's certainly better than all the other sprinters, but I don't think they were um, the greatest group of all time. Um, who else are you thinking about? He's certainly one of the most consistent horses you'll ever see, Cody's Wish. Yeah. That, which, which, which in itself is a, is a skill or a uh, quality of a horse that um, you really want to look for as much as you can. It's very rare to see the kind of uh, um success that he's had over and over again. And it's interesting that um, the horses who that Bill Mott has, he's, he's probably the master at consistency compared to almost anybody I've ever seen. Now, I got to tell you, I voted for Bill Mott for trainer of the year because I think of exactly what you, you said. I mean, I think he had a great year this year, and he's a hell of a horseman. And to keep horses of that quality at such a high level to run those races over and over again throughout the entire year at different racetracks, et cetera, is really a testament to his talent as a trainer. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, of course now, you know, it's already over 20 years ago, but um, we remember cigar. You and I remember cigar so well, and he he won, I believe 16 in a row. And um, it's just, it's like impossible to do that. Um, even the great secretariat couldn't string that kind of uh, win streak together. Uh, you know, you look at the best horses of all time, and to be able to win seven, eight, nine, ten races in a row is, is literally almost impossible. Yeah. And yet we had Cigargo 16, um, Cody's Wish won a whole bunch in a row, and so I like I like that. I kind of like, um, you know, voting for a guy simply because he had the best horse is not, I mean, is not necessarily a, uh, 
the, the, making him the best trainer. I think uh, Bill Mott deserves it. That's yeah. surely true. I think when it comes to the uh, human athletes for Eclipse Awards, it should be really the body of work and not the uh, champion horses that they may have ridden. It's got to be the body of work right. of the person, of the individual. Right. I agree with that. I'd say, Ralph, that was a good, a good selection. I'm proud of you. Well, uh, it's only one person's vote. You know that. And we all know that everybody, yeah. there's got to be more votes than anybody else to get it. But in any case, uh, I just uh, feel privileged to be a voter. That's for sure. Yeah. Jerry, uh, there's racing at Aqueduct today. And I, yes. and I understand that uh, from Jonathan that you could, and the weatherman, that the, unless the weatherman is completely wrong, there's going to be some uh, horrendous weather going through uh, New York uh, later on this week. Yeah, but my my weather man says it it will it'll probably miss Aqueduct until oh, okay. it, it'll probably come here. So we'll see. I picking horses is hard. Yeah, judging the weather in in New York uh, trumps that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question about that. And I I know that uh, by virtue of uh, talking with you a lot of years, when the weather conditions appear to be off on the East Coast. You always said that the uh, racetrack there seems to dry out and get uh, really, uh, you know, gets dries out and gets to being almost. Right. Crazy. Well, it's, they use a surface. I guess it's a winterized surface, yeah. a, a version of the winterized surface they use all year round now. With, it's got a lot of lime in it and stuff. I guess that helps it drain a little bit. Uh, yeah. It makes it tighter. I, I'm not sure. All right. We need some picks at Aqueduct. Let's go. Okay, well, I think we got some good ones. Today. A little bit on the low price side. In the fifth race, I like Big Engine. Um, this nine-year-old for David Jacobson uh, sort of came, started to show something back in the end of November. Uh, ran really well in December. Um, I liked him the other day. They scratched him for this spot. I like the threes. Listen to him one morning on. I'll go down to three to two. That's as far down as I go. Um, okay. Excuse me for a minute. Um, but I like the three with the one, six, seven, and nine. Three over one, six, seven, and nine. Again, fifth race at Aqueduct, the three over one, six, seven, nine, and reverse $2 ROI on the three in the fifth race. That's the anchor in the early pick four and early pick five. Bonus play? Yeah, I, I, we'll go to the eighth race. I, when I wrote it into the, uh, uh, to the people, I would have said the ninth race, but I meant the eighth race. There is no ninth race today. Okay, go. The eighth race is our exit race. I'm going to take the three. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to take the four. The Mighty Don um, for Bobby Falcone. Lightly raced horse, uh, showed a lot of speed in both of his last two races. This time I'm thinking he's going to put it together on the class drop. Um, so we're going to take the four. He's three to one morning line. I probably would stay above two to one okay. here. I'll take the four, over the three, five, seven, nine, do my reverses. All right, three, five, seven, nine, four over three, five, seven, nine, and the four. Uh, of course, with the link-ups and a reverse. That's the eighth race at Aqueduct Power Pages. Jerry J's Power Pages available at jerryjspowerpage.com. All righty. Well, Jerry, um, go get your second cup of coffee <laughs> and, and, and all that good stuff. In any case, there you go. We'll uh, wrap up this Almost Friday uh, show and be back on Friday. So go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. See you tomorrow.